Hi, this is Ruth Friedman, and I serve as the Maharat at Ohev Shalom, the National Synagogue in Washington, D.C. And welcome back to my weekly Parsha podcast, Life Imitates Torah. And for this week's Parsha Yitro, we're going to be talking about Yitro, Moshe's father-in-law, who seems to be a character that Moshe loves and respects enormously. And he appears in this week's Parsha because he's heard everything that happened to the Israelites with the crossing of the sea and the redemption from Egypt. And so he takes his daughter, Moshe's wife, and his two and his two grandsons, Moshe's sons, and he brings them to Moshe. And they catch up and they have this nice reunion. And then Yitro looks out and he sees that people are lined up from morning to evening to seek judgment from Moshe. They've had any kind of dispute with someone else and they need to know what to do. And so they're lined up all morning until evening. And and Yitro looks at Moshe and looks at this line and says, what are you doing? What is happening here? And Moshe says, I don't know. The people, they need judgment. They need help. What can I do? So I have to wait. I sit here all day and I help them. And then Yitro very wisely says, wait a minute. The thing that you are doing is not good because this is too heavy for you and you can't do it all alone. And then Yitro advises him and says, here's what you're going to do. You're going to set up a system of judges and courts and they will handle the smaller issues and that you will continue to handle only the biggest issues. And that way you're able to spread out the responsibility and everything won't be on your shoulders. And Moshe follows Yitro's advice exactly and sets up the court systems and is of for a lot of that burden. So Yitro is really credited with creating this system. Um, and he's, you know, certainly a positive character and one that, like I said, Moshe respects enormously and loves enormously. So what I wanted to look at actually is when Moshe, when Yitro first calls out Moshe and says, Moshe, no, you can't keep doing this because the language is interesting. And um, I wanted to consider, based on the words that Yitro uses, what Yitro's ultimate concern is about Moshe. So we're looking, by the way, and this is Exodus 18, and now I'm looking at verse 18. So in 17, um, Yitro says to Moshe, Lo tova davar asher ata oset, right? This is not good what you're doing. And then what does he say in 18? Navol tibol gam ata gam ha'am hazeh asher imach, ki kaved nimcha hadavar, lo tuchal asohu levadecha. So um, I'm not going to translate the first couple words because we're going to talk about how to translate it. So I'll leave it in the Hebrew. Navol tibol and these people, this nation as well. For the task is too heavy for you. You cannot do it alone. So there's a double language of navol tibol. Um, and it seems to mean that this is going to have some kind of damaging effect on both you and on the people. And so everyone is going to lose if you maintain the system of you are the only person who sits from morning until evening judging all of these matters. Now, the word, um, the Shoresh of Nun Bet Lamed does appear in different places in the Torah and in Tanakh. And so our Mefarshim, trying to understand exactly what Yitro is saying, reference those other places. And we have two main strains of approaches for this. The first is we see appear in Rashi. 
that he says it comes from there's a, a verse in Yirmiyahu, the Heale Navel, and the leaf withers. And so it actually appears a couple different times in Nach, um, that this word, um, the Shorish of Nun Bet Lamed, means to, to wither away, just like a leaf withers away, um, you know, after after the fruit has grown, so too Moshe it will just wither away. He'll be so consumed by exhaustion that it will take him down. And the Orachim actually expands on this and says that the reason that it says Navol Tibol, it's used a double language, is to show that this exhaustion will happen in two stages. At first, Moshe will be tired, right? He'll be fatigued, um, but he'll still be able to do his job, right? He'll drink enough coffee, so to speak, to get through the day. But it's going to wear on and it's going to wear on. And then he will reach the point where he is unable to function at all. And he'll sort of just fall apart, right? And we can, I think that probably many, if not all of Americans can relate to what the Orachim is arguing, right? Work becomes enormous and consuming. And so you drink a lot of coffee. You answer emails until midnight. You try to get through it and you're still able to do your job. But things get harder and harder and you can't withstand that amount of pressure and exhaustion and being overworked forever. And at a certain point, you essentially just shut down and you can't do it anymore. And so based on Rashi and the Orachim's expansion, what Yitro is really saying is this is just going to destroy you. It might be a slow process, but you're going to just become so... um exhausted that you just essentially can't function, right? And so what we're going to do now is institute a preventative measure of courts to prevent you from just falling to pieces, right? In order to maintain you as a well-rounded, healthy, um, well-rested judge and leader. So that's one approach. The Chizkuni and others actually turn to a different citation in Nach, in Tanakh, in order um, to, de- to define what Yitro is talking about here. And um, this looks actually back in the story of Bavel, when God says, Hava nir da venavla sham svatem, that when God um, sees that the people of Bavel have built this tower, God says, let's go down and let's mix up their speech, right? So that they don't understand one another. Um, and of course, that's the famous, um, you know, scattering of the people all over the world um, to go and spread human population in all corners of the world. And so the Chizkuni and others say that, so what is Navol Tibol? It's Lashon Irbuv, right? It's the, from the language of mixing up, um, like from that Pasuk. And so what he, so according to this, then what Yitro is saying to Moshe is that you and them, meaning you, Moshe and the nation will become all mixed up. One guy is going to be yelling, listen to me. And another is going to be yelling the same thing. And you're not going to know who to answer first. Because you're not even going to be able to hear what they are saying. Um, and much, and, and they're not going to be able to hear you. Right. So essentially, um, I sort of picture this as like, um, 
um, I don't know, just a, you imagine like from a, like a really busy um, bar or party um, where there's just tons of people trying to shout out orders at the exact same time and no one can make sense of what is happening. So people are going to be waiting in line. They're going to be getting impatient. They're all going to be calling out at the same time because everyone is eager to have their needs um, catered to. And as a result, no one's going to be able to hear anybody else. So this is this paints to me a much different image than Rashi in the first opinions, because it's not just, oh, you're withering away like you're slowly falling apart. It's actually a more frenetic um, destruction right? where there's like lots and lots of energy and one that we can imagine um, would sort of more explode um, rather than just fall apart. Um, so that's the second approach of to understand what Yitro's concern is for what the, this system, this non-sustainable system is going to do to both Moshe and the people. I wanted to consider today um, a third approach, and this is one that I did not see explicitly in any of the Mefarshim, though, as I always say, if you find one or you know of one, please, please let me know, because I always love um, to hear things I haven't yet seen or thought of. Um, but I wanted to consider it actually from um, the word well, really as the category of the Naval Bishuta Torah that the Ramban introduces in his commentary to Parshat Kedoshim. So we'll talk in a moment about that, but then this, the, the Torah reference here of the word Naval, I think would be more along the lines of, for example, um, how Shimon and Levi react when um, the incident with Dina in Shechem, um, where the Pasuk in Breshit 34-7 um, says that um, the uh, the brothers got very, very angry. Ki nevala asab Yisrael lishkavet bat Yaakov. Because um, it was a, a, a disgrace, I guess, in Israel. Um, a terrible thing um, that they slept with, uh, with um, Yaakov's daughter, with Dina. And so I think using this as like a language of, of a disgust or a terrible thing to do, um, the Ramban in commentary on Kadoshim says, what does it mean to be Kadosh? What does it mean to be holy like God? What it means is not to become a Naval Bershuta Torah. Now, what is a Naval Bershuta Torah? He explains that it is someone who technically follows the letter of the law, in this case, the, follows halacha, but does it in a way where they become, um, it's certainly not in the spirit of the law. And it's something that becomes either indulgent or insincere, right? That they, they um, technically you follow halacha, but you do it in a way to indulge your, um, your desires and, and to really not be in keeping with the spirit of the law at all. And um, and so there is a way to live your life, he argues, in which you follow halacha, but really you're you're living a a, dis, a, a disgusting life, right? You're 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 not someone um, who is someone that we want to emulate, and certainly not not a way of living that the Torah had in mind. And so the commands of kedoshim to you, you should be holy, is to say that you don't just you know, live, um, you don't want to become a Naval Bershuta Torah. You don't want to live a life in which you're just following the letter of the law, but you also have to follow the spirit of the law um, and be using halachic observance in order to live a more moral and ethical and spiritually holy life um, that you would otherwise. And I actually think that while that's really thought more about halacha, I, I, I think that what Yitro could be arguing here is that 
if Moshe doesn't get some help and unload, especially some of the smaller cases, the less serious cases, onto um, systems of judges, that he would be called what you know what, what he could become what what we could say is a naval birshuta din, right? Um, a scoundrel or or. or an offender um, within the letter of the law, not the halacha, but here the legal system. Um, and I, I think that certainly those of us living, you know, in American society or really any society can relate to what he's talking about. Yes, we have laws and those laws are designed to protect people. But sometimes those laws either don't work or they end up targeting population, some populations more so than others. So we think about the Rockefeller drug laws, which criminalized some um, illegal drugs more than others and ended up incarcerating hundreds of thousands of people of color who committed nonviolent drug crimes. And there are many other examples as well where there was a law designed to, to protect society and um, to criminalize and, and, and to you know, uh, judge those um, who committed crimes, but really ended up creating more social problems um, probably than it was worth and certainly than it was intended to. And if you become a Naval Birshut Hadin, if you become someone who's just completely bogged down in the details, you might lose sight of those bigger picture um, issues. And you might just keep enforcing a law without considering what the spirit of that law is and what it is trying to accomplish. And I want to suggest that Yitro looked at Moshe and saw that there was a big risk of that happening. Because if Moshe was just going to be dealing with the letter of the law day in and day out, yes, he would become exhausted. But the concern isn't just that he's going to wither away and fall apart. The concern is that he's going to lose sight of the bigger picture of what the law is supposed to accomplish and the type of society is supposed to create and that no one else would be fulfilling that role. And then you find a society that is very focused on following the letter of the law, but potentially runs the risk of losing the spirit and really the integrity of a society as a whole. And so Yitro looked at Moshe and said, Moshe, that can't happen to you. You've got to inst install judges, create court systems that will handle the smaller issues so that you can continue to keep your eye on the bigger picture. And I certainly think that this is um, a both, of course, as I always say, a beautiful lesson for the Torah, but also something um, for those of us who, um, you know, live in society, are active members of any society to remember that there's the letter of the law, but there's also the spirit of the law, and that it's important for us to be able to hold both of those um, in our minds at the same time. Shabbat Shalom.